Hi, everyone. And today we'll be talking about international actors and actresses calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, a new platform for Yemeni female artists. We'll also talk about Saltburn, Netflix's One Day and Wicked and explain exactly what we think of them. And we have our man about town to talk to us about Perform Sharjah and the very anticipated Untold Dubai this weekend. Hello and welcome. This is Culture Bites coming to you from the National News. I'm Inas Rafai. And I'm Farah Andrews. I was a bit too loud then, I think. I, no? You're in was my it? ears and I'm fine with it. <laughs> was, with all the gusto. That's good. Coming it's good energy. You. Do you know why it's good energy? What's good energy? This is our 20th episode. Hey! That feels like a milestone. Thank you for everybody who's been listening to us on this uh, journey, on journey of Culture Bites. We've I done think 20. We've done 20. Yeah. Unfortunately, yet again, due to issues, we have not filmed this one. So you can't see our beautiful faces on YouTube. I'm quite glad about that because I need to get my roots done. <laughs> Same. And I didn't put any makeup on today. So we're doing well. Um, but no, it's nice to be in this little booth again with you. Yeah. I find the air conditioning in the office quite a lot. So this little padded booth is uh, it's just right. little safe space. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about artists for ceasefire. And this is a movement that's been growing um, because of what's happening in Gaza. Yeah. And more and more people are showing solidarity for the Palestinians um, stuck in Gaza. Um, and some really big names this week. So this there's, there have been some... From the very beginning, since the Artist for a Ceasefire letter was published, like an open letter, there were some very prominent names attached to it. There were kind of like your Kate Blanchett's, like very like top tier A-list. But they were kind of, um, not to minimize it, but it was very much behind a letter. So what we're starting mm. to see happen a little bit more is like public Yes. Gestures. Yes. Public statements. So um, obviously we spoke about Annie Lennox at the Grammys last week. So that and we also spoke about Boy Genius wearing their Artists for Ceasefire badges mm-hmm. at, the, at the Grammys. But this week there's been kind of so there was um, even more. This is a, a huge a lot actor. More. Mark, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I was going in a different direction, but let's go Mark Ruffalo. So Mark Ruffalo um, called for a ceasefire when he was on the red carpet. He wore on his lapel peace lilies and artists for ceasefire. He's at the DGA Awards in Beverly Hills. So a very prominent event. A really prominent event. And something that we haven't, I think like as somebody of a Middle Eastern background, I haven't seen this before. I remember covering red carpets when I was a young journalist. Mm -hmm. And often people shied away, especially from this subject, apart from Annie Lennox. But I think most people kind of shied away from the subject. Mark Ruffalo has been pretty outspoken along, like, this isn't off-brand for him at all. Okay. He has, he was an early adopter of the kind of Artists for Ceasefire movement. And he has, he put out some statements pretty early on, quite close to um, the October 7th and so he kind of has been a real kind of like for want of a better word ally but this was significant he was on a red carpet and he and he spoke he obviously had some thoughts prepared and he spoke very eloquently and he like the mate he saw he said we've come to understand this bombing isn't working we aren't going to bomb our way to to peace which is a very very impactful statement right yeah Mm really impactful but there's other names as well you wanted to mention well yeah so there was um an event this week called the goya awards in spain which is not something that we cover kind of routinely it's kind of it's very spanish film focused um but there was an 
awful lot of attendees at the event wearing um, kind of stickers mm. that were in solidarity. So um, there was there was uh, Penelope Cruz, who's obviously incredibly big, a very significant name, um, and then kind of a lot of other Spanish celebrities on the red carpet. Um, there was a director. Um, oh, my Spanish degree is going to let me. I'm going to. You do speak Spanish, I'm gonna Farah. Humiliate myself now when I try and say her name. No, you can say it. Come on. Esti Baliz. Aresola. Aresola. Sí. Sí. Um, <laughs> she won uh, an award, and during her acceptance speech for the 20,000 species of bees, which received 15 nominations, so a very well-received film. Um, she was on stage receiving her award and she said, I also wanted to take the opportunity here to name that what is happening in Gaza is a genocide and we have to ask our governments to stop it. So she kind of took, she got up there, she t uh, received her award, but then kind of took that moment to kind of speak about the what's happening in Gaza and kind of wearing the badge. Uh, I really like that. I think um, it's, it means a lot. Like, again, I'm coming from a very Arab perspective on this. Yeah. Um, one is the, the Arabs have a very strong affiliation with Spain. Very right? much so. Because of Andalusia. Um, and for a really long time, I yeah. think that um, the the Spanish culture has kind of like shied away from that historic history. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. In and it's almost quite controversial. history as well. Right? Yeah. With, yeah. With it's very immigration and, but... The there are so many because I lived in Spain. <laughs> no way. I lived in Andalusia. Um, no, there is in kind of throughout Andalusia and throughout Spain, there is a huge Arab influence in the architecture, in like the old parts of town, like in Granada where I live. There's a park mm. town called the Albaycin that overlooks a, a palace called the Alhambra, and it's. I mean, a palace, it, the palace. It's, it's a very famous palace. Is, I mean, it's <laughs> breathtaking. And like the Arab architecture in that the mm -hmm. palace is outstanding. And then you go to Cordoba, you go to Seville, and it's just they they have like this completely linked. It's completely linked. And I think it's um those links that sometimes we often all forget about. But what's really interesting is people are taking a stance on this mm. and huge names like Penelope Cruz. Javier Bardem yeah. um, are talking about it um, more. And it's it's something that really, like, again, from my perspective, from a Middle Easterner, I've been seeing this for most of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I am really glad that, like, the, t the tide feels like it's changing and that people are talking about the injustice. Yeah, for sure. Um, the stickers that they were wearing didn't just say um, Artists for Ceasefire. It was, kind of, it was separate. So the stickers that they were wearing had an illustration of a watermelon, which we obviously all now kind of understand as a um, kind of emblem in solidarity mm. with Palestine. And the sticker said, stop arms trade, ceasefire now. So it was a very, very clear message on the red carpet and people were wearing them on stage to accept their awards and in the audience. So it was definitely like throughout. And you kind of like see, um, I was looking through images of the red carpet and people were kind of like 
kind of hot have it they had them on their hands and they were like putting them up to the camera so there was like no it wasn't like oh this is just like a small pin on my lapel and I'm kind of it's performative mm. it wasn't that at all it was very it, well it felt a lot like there were artists there that were really making a statement that this is what they believe in this is what they're standing for now and that they're using the platform that is a red carpet with global cameras to kind of mm. make that statement so yeah. significant very significant. I also, I love Spanish cinema. Do you? Oh, do I? Oh, sorry. sorry. Did you, wait, did you live in Spain? Did I study Spanish and Spanish cinema? Yeah, no, I love, I love Spanish cinema. It's so feisty. It's so... Funny. Yeah. They've got a really wicked sense of humour. This I think is like, like the most basic thing I can like reference to, but Almodovar and his films are... I was going to say, Women on a Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Mujeres a borde del taco de nervios. <laughs> Isn't Javier in that? I think he is. And Penelope. Oh, Javier and Penelope are like his muses. In, They're muses. in everything. I know. And I love that. I love that. But yeah, no, great cinema. So if you Javier have... and Penelope are on first name terms. Sorry. I'll <laughs> <laughs> <Or> have. <laughs> oh, have. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are definitely. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. He's in that as well. And she's in that. Mm -hmm. So anything coming out of Spain. Same <laughs> pigeonhole. Okay, that's not pigeonhole. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. They're not in that. That was a huge hit. <laughs> was Massive. Huge. But no, they weren't. Oh my God, my IMDb brain isn't working. But no, they are. Uh... You're going to have to crank it up because we've got a whole segment today on what's caught our eye. Oh, that's coming up. Don't that's get me there up. yet. <laughs> Let's not go. Before we get to that, there was something you wanted to share with us. Yeah. So this has kind of caught my eye. We're maybe jumping ahead a little bit. But I kind of wanted to talk about it kind of early roots. Ooh, um, yeah. It's a scoop. It's a scoop, guys. Go ahead. Let's call this a scoop. Um, this is a person that I would really love for us to interview or talk to. This could be a bit of a shout out to... Um, Noha Al-Magafi, a.k.a. Inti Bint. Yeah. So Inti her, Bint is a like, cool name. name. Inti Bint, which is awesome. So Noha is a Yemeni-British singer. Um, and she has founded this kind of like platform space creative space called Al-Yamania is that correct yeah Al-Yamania Al-Yamania sorry put the emphasis I love it. on the wrong bit of the word um and it's a yeah it's a community it's a platform but it is focusing kind of squarely on female Yemeni creatives uh and it's a whole space but what they're launching is a publication and so love. it's going to be like this is not the best platform because it's audio, but this is the cover. I know, I love it. I saw the cover and I was like entranced and that basically yeah. is what got me in. Yeah, so just to describe the cover to our listeners, it's a woman who's wearing like kind of wrapped around um, hijab. She's got very cool sunglasses on, but she's also got a niqab, leather glasses, and she's holding a coffee cup. It's very, like it's almost reminiscent of a kind of, 70s kind yeah. of like still from a cool 60s there is 70s like real film. 70s glamour with the scarf the attitude in her like her hand mm. gesture she's kind of like holding her hand up to her face um she is it's a kind of like sea view behind her very retro it looks like all of those kind of like old school arabic posters that we've seen like so from so much like the kind of like yeah. that font of the mm. it of almost the, feels like it almost like it's like it's that arab style like wes anderson yeah Oh so, my God. Yeah. it is. It. Yeah, I know. I nailed it. So, um, tell us about this platform then. So, she's kind of, yeah, she's creating this kind of like creative space for Yemeni women. And what she's kind of put out as her mission, mission statement is it's a community and a platform that champions the work of Yemeni women in the creative field. 
While it is a given that there is talent and ambition among Yemeni women, we didn't find a platform or space to bring together both the thriving diaspora and the women in Yemen in a digital space. We decided to create Al Yamania to fill that gap. We feature and promote the work of upcoming as well as established creatives, facilitate collaborative projects and much more. So they want people to reach out. So this is kind of, it feels a bit rogue to be doing a shout out for another publication, but this is like such a specific space that is really cool. And they're kind of like, they're looking at talent um, in arts and culture with like photography, poetry, illustrations. So it's very much like it is kind of like every facet of creativity that people can contribute. Like our creativity here is very much like visual and video or in word which is amazing at the national and but here they're kind of like looking to like illustrations and like art and kind of like everything is kind of coming out of Yemen and Yemeni women I love this and you can pre-order the publication from yesterday from yesterday so I have tried to find out when it's coming out the publication mm-hmm. and I can't get to the bottom of that i've seen lots of like teasers like coming soon coming soon um on their insta and everything and on the website but at the moment it's a kind of pre-order situation and i am going to pre-order it because i definitely want to like look and read it if it's in arabic i'm going to need you to like basically give me bedtime stories please (laughs) (laughs) i'm there for you i actually went on there because i tried to buy the cover as a poster i want it yeah so if we do manage to get to Intibin, can we have can, can we, we have please pretty please we'll be so ever so kind and we get we we are we are two hype women <laughs> we are two hype women who have a real interest in yemeni culture and just like and female creatives and, and female this kind creatives. of is like a center venn diagram of kind of and like tapping into a space that just isn't being given a mic at the moment mm. and we want to see as much as we can so Within our team, we definitely kind of like look into like kind of publish, like kind of look into interviews with like people that are uh, working and kind of collaborating to the publication, but also uh, kind of looking at kind of, I'm going to, I want to watch it grow like personally and professionally. At the moment, it says they've got um, contributions from more than 80 Yemeni female artists, over 156 pages. And as somebody that works in magazines, I know that is no mean feat. (laughs) (laughs) I I really want a poster. Right. I'm just going to say it again. Like, just, that's okay. We're reiterating. Saeed on our team, who's our music, our music man. He, Saeed, Saeed. Saeed, Saeed. He interviewed Indie Bent in 2021, or no, profiled her in 2021. So we've got, we've got previous. So come back. Yeah, come back to <laughs> us. I think that's something the National does really well, not to toot our own horn, but like really, like trying to understand our artists that are coming out of this region yeah really quickly i think the national like whenever i find someone i'm like oh let me just do a quick google and then the national come up as one of the main articles when like again like for like this is a bit like kind of like the inner workings like the behind the scenes but like when i'm googling different artists and then one of our stories comes up i'm just like yeah <laughs> we're doing our job you guys because <laughs> there are so many cogs right it's not just it's definitely not a one-man show in any sense of the word there are so many brilliant people that we work with and like kind of watching how all the different pieces come down like, yes i'm so glad that i can like reference us <laughs> okay so we're going to move on yet again to things we've watched right this is our new this is our new new little segment so i think we often 
we we talk to you like we like to talk to you about what's going on in the world what's going on with us a little bit not too much to bore you but um we just want to talk about what we've been watching because we were both late to something yeah so we've come <laughs> very late to a party if you'll still let us in please do yeah ding dong i don't think they'll let me into this party oh we're not so well, this was not even orchestrated i wish we could pretend that we were this well planned this week but yeah we just had both... an editorial meeting and we were both like oh i saw the... oh i saw that oh we both saw saltburn we both watched saltburn this week so like about six weeks late because it, i think it came out between christmas and new year yeah and it definitely caught the press and the memes just yeah, i don't even know if it caught the necessarily memes. the press it's like the internet just went was lit up with yeah. Saltburn. So I kind of felt a pressure to watch it. Because I did too because I wanted to understand the jokes. And I wanted to talk about the music. The music. So that's probably one of the things that caught our eye because the Saltburn, so it's a film. It's based on this like unlikely, almost unlikely friendship at <sighs> university. Not almost, a very unlikely Very friendship. unlikely friendship at university in the UK, set in England, set in England, but also set in the time when you and I probably were at university. So the fashion, the yeah, sounds. It kind of really, I think that's probably a very big part of why this film has kind of resonated so well with particularly people our age. It literally was like a time, time capsule. It took me back to like 2004, 2005, the music, the way that the, the girls and the boys were dressing the kind of floppy hair the parties obviously a, i mean if you've watched Saltburn, a lot of the parties i went to university didn't look like that so please don't come just, and come I, to me i but, remember the layering you know like in, in the 2000 the belts, early 2000s you put a, a belt over something that was not holding anything up no no it didn't need to but you've just basically described the wardrobe for it which yeah they absolutely nail in this film the it looks like 2005 yes and sounds like 2005. And sounds because the murder on the dance floor has gone At the end. has shot back to number one. Um, the and, and that's because it is played at the end of the, the film. Whole the very the very well, finale. Yeah, it's a significant finale that we can't really talk about, but it's a significant finale. Yeah, but it was really good. I think that the the film is really good. So if you haven't seen it, do watch it. Don't watch it with your parents. Please do not. You'll watch it. It's it's quite long it's more than two hours in the first hour you'll think oh what's everyone talking about this is this is plain sailing whatever and then it goes quite grim it takes like a very quick turn yeah the main kind of point of this film is that it is a real observation of the british class system i would say mm. if we were think, like kind of looking at it from an anthropological putting our anthropological specs on um it is a, it's a critique of the British class system. It's kind of looking at what it takes to infiltrate this like upper echelon of the richest of the rich. And it is obviously, it's written by Emerald Fennell, who is herself from quite a privileged family and quite a wealthy family. But she's obviously able to kind of like cast this lens and kind of be like this world that is so famously closed off kind of like what is right about that what is wrong about that and that is kind of that was one of my really big takeaways the kind of like analysis of classism in the UK and how there's like it's this is quite UK centric but there are people from like different parts of the country mm. that ev the kind of like very wealthy people kind of like 
turn their nose up at. And it's not because they've spoken to them or know anything about them. It's because of an address, right? Mm. And then you're kind of like, no. (laughs) This happens a lot. Like, I think you and I, we definitely shared some experiences of university. And there was definitely, like, undertones of that in my university, for sure. So it's going to get, it must have had a few nominations. We we actually looked through the nominations, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, BAFTAs have definitely... Yeah, it definitely, it rings so true with British people that I imagine it's going to like do quite All well the, at the BAFTAs. I think it's very generational though. Yeah, and maybe our generation aren't choosing the awards yet. Mm, I think if my mum and dad watched this, they'd be... They wouldn't get it. They wouldn't get it. They'd mostly be horrified. They wouldn't understand like the jokes. Not that they don't understand jokes. You've both mm. got a very good sense of humor. Well done. Um, <laughs> but it would, they, my, this is not a film I'm going to recommend, recommend to my mom and dad. It's interesting as well because I don't think we've got to that time. We're not yet old enough <laughs> to have witnessed a lot of things done in retrospect to our era, which is kind of fun, I right? it's just starting though. Is it just starting? Because it's quite exciting. I'm, it's a yeah, good bit about getting older. There we are. Like it's good. We're going to start like seeing th- this like golden era for ourselves like played out in cinema because um, Madame Webb, which is a new Marvel film, is actually coming out this week. Also timely. That's set in 2007. And the, again, the music in that is kind oh. of like a take us back. So I think we're just kind of, we're just getting there. Yay! We're kind of approaching. Bring on the indie. Yeah, we're approaching like 20 years, which is, makes me want to pass Ooh. out um Ooh. but that kind of we're getting to like yeah like it's been 20 years since like 2005 nearly 19 years and so we're kind of getting there where it's going to be like okay let's start kind of like reliving this era on screen there's another retrospect thing that's come out this week no, no. you have to give it a rating oh salt then <laughs> oh i'm gonna give it 8.5 out of 10 oh you went out of 10 yeah what were you gonna do stars i was gonna go out of five but it's fine okay. you go out of five out of ten i'm gonna go 4.5 out of 5. 4.5 out of 5. Okay, quite similar then. Yeah, basically we gave it the same score. Okay, great. Yeah, do watch it. So next, the Netflix, another retrospective look is One Day, right. which is a novel, which was was made into a film. Now they've made it into a TV se- series. A big shout out to Camilla. I know you worked on it. Oh, friend of mine. But, um, well done, Camilla. Yeah, well done, Camilla Ran. Um, yeah. So I have not watched this yet. It's on my list. It's basically going to be what I do this weekend. We're going away and it's going to be very low key. So I'm going to watch one day. Spoiler alert, Eddie. That's what you're doing this weekend. Yeah, I, I haven't. I watched the first episode. Okay. I have to say, I wasn't like totally drawn into it, but I think I was just not in the right mood. I might go back and try and watch it again. You know, sometimes you just, I'm not in the right mood and then hit. I end up scrolling. Oh, yeah, I'm guilty of that. But there have also been things that just didn't land with me the first time I watched them. And I'm going to say it, Succession. And then I went back and I was like, goodness me, this is phenomenal. So You made an error. I did. And I went back and I really, really watched it all really hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Did you read one day? I did. David Nichols, one day. I did. I really enjoyed the novel. And did you watch the Anne Hathaway and um, Jim Burgess film? Yes. Did you like that? I didn't mind that. Neither did I. And everybody was like really slating it. I think what it was is they just put it all into a film and you kind of, I couldn't wrap my head around the times. It was so compressed. Yeah, it was too compressed because it felt like the beginning of the film, the end of the film, and they don't really change that much in the way they look. And you had, my, I haven't watched the series yet, but what I understand of the series, so the whole point of one day for anyone that hasn't, watched or read is it's a um kind of 
how two people's lives interlink over a decade or more than a decade, starting from the day they graduate university, which is St. Swithin's Day, which is uh, July the 15th, I think, by, I can be fact-checked, but it's definitely St. Swithin's Day. And um, they graduate from Edinburgh University. They meet each other on that like last day. And then they it comes back to them every year on that same day to kind of see how their lives are progressing. So she obviously had a crush on him at university. He didn't. And they're kind of, then their lives weave. Then one of them goes off and gets, has a baby. One of them goes off and has a very successful TV career. One of them has a more stunted kind of like beginning of post-uni life working in a service job they don't want to work in. And then they kind of like how they intertweet mm. and then how their lives kind of are kind of going at a different rate, but they always come back to this one day and kind of check in with where they are. In the film, it doesn't give it enough time, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's where I'm hoping this is going to really do well because it's going to be, it's a series, like each decade, Ch each year gets a... More of an episode. Gets an episode. Well, maybe an episode in a bit. Okay. So but then yeah. that's where we get more space. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching it this, um, but I think from what I can tell, I would give this more of a kind of six out of ten. Sorry, Camilla. I'm hoping to come back and be overly enthusiastic and give it an... 18 out of 10 Woo! but we'll have to check in ask me next week i just found and maybe this is just me but i just found both of the actors faces kind of a bit annoying you know when that happens i can see but i'm not going no, to I judge know, it i can't that. see on this like, I, like it happens i didn't find them annoying i thought they looked nice although back in the old film did i find anne hathaway's northern english accent a bit annoying yes yes <laughs> but I do, I'm not half a hater. I like Anne Hathaway a lot. Um, and then, finalement. Yes, the last. So this is something that... A big trailer has dropped this week. Huge, huge trailer. We have got the trailer for Wicked, which is the musical. It looks huge. It, it looks bombastic. It's definitely a spectacle for the eyes. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Um, we've got Ariana Grande is in it. I mean the cast. The cast. I've got a screen grab of the IMDb because the cast is just too much. So we've got um, Cynthia Erivo, Ariana Grande, as you've mentioned, Jonathan Bailey, who's like a real Netflix fan favorite from the Bridgerton series, Michelle Yeoh, Jeff Goldblum. Like the cast is, oh, 10 out of 10. Also, um, Ethan Slater, who's quite big in tabloid news because of Ariana Grande. Uh, big names here. Big names. Huge names and huge budget, clearly, from the trailer. So the trailer dropped at the Super Bowl. It was one of the Super Bowl ads earlier this week. And um, Wicked, obviously, um, not obviously. Huge, huge following. The it's background like of cult, Wicked cult following. is um, the kind of, yeah, it's the it was a prequel to the wizard of oz yes the story of the good witch and the bad witch and Linda how they and became Elphaba and kind of it's it's a musical it's been like broadway west end traveled have it's you traveled. seen it you want a musical i oh god i've got a little story so i actually have gone to see the mu musical wicked in oh, the west end i have to okay i i'm yeah it was it was good i had some screaming kids behind me Ugh. Like just like fidgety, maybe not screaming, just fidgety children behind me. 
Which I mean, should I, I could start a series on theatre etiquette because I didn't enjoy the people that were sat in front of me at Hamilton. But we can we talk have, about that another let's, day. Let's talk about that another day. Um, but yeah, huge. I think that actually, I'm going to put this out there. I think that this looks better than the stage version just because of the spectacle. Yeah, like it, the, it the, looks so much bigger. It's so much bigger. There's so much room to make this prettier. Epic and epic because of cgi yeah. costumes you know just everything lighting it's just it's so much more up close and, and the personal. music is going to resonate right like people know the songs that yeah. define gravity like these songs have kind of permeated pop culture and they kind of left the stage they become bigger than just a stage show and it's I think that I, it comes out in november i believe uh 27th of november release date if you want to what? pop that in your diary November. Yeah, you've got a while to wait. Wait, so wait a second. That's like, that's months away. Why would they drop it now? You're looking at an early teaser trailer that was given oh. to you then. Oh. Yeah. I was expecting it to be out like next week then. I am sorry to disappoint. Oh. That's, that's, they're gearing up for a big Christmas audience there. Oh my goodness. That is quite some time to wait. Yeah, we've got a while. I think there's going to be a few more We're trailers in, in between now and then. We are do they know that we're in February? Do you want to get in touch with the producers and say hi? Hey, <laughs> but it is really exciting. So if you haven't seen it, do check it out. Um, and just you know, I don't know, clear your diary for November. Yeah. A few <laughs> weeks ago, um, man and I were driving, and he asked me if I'm a wicked girly, and I had never heard that terminology, but apparently that's a thing. If you're really into wicked, you're a wicked girly. I am not, but am I maybe going to become a wicked girly between now and November twenty seventh? TBC. I feel like you look quite like a hype. Oh, I, I do like you hype. Don't. And I love music. <laughs> I love musicals. You love musicals. You love a I hype. I love Splendor. I love hype. Um, so just basically, this is going to be between now and November, just my journey to becoming a wicked girly. Boom. Join me. Let's get man in. <laughs> Our he, man about town. We need to bring him that in because I really do want to see what he's got to say about this. Right. And here he is. Man is in the room. Oh, he looks taken back. <laughs> I didn't realize we were recording. You're in the room. Yeah, I'm in the room. So we're recording officially when yeah. I'm in the room. Everything happens in the pods. Yeah. They're very comfortable. Goes on the pod. <laughs> Goes on the pod. So we didn't, we left our, like what we felt the rating was for I don't think we Wicked. can rate Wicked yet. We can haven't we, seen it. Can, can we, we rate, rate a trailer? A trailer. Out of 10, do you want to see Wicked since seeing the trailer? 100%. Hey. Because I thought the trailer is going to make it or break it. Like either I'd be like, oh, what is this? Or like, oh yeah, I'm so I'm so down. And because the the production paused because of um, the SAG. Mm. Oh. Uh, the SAG. Um, the, the strike. The strike. The SAG strike. Um, there was another casualty of the SAG strike. Yes. And so now that it's split. That might be why you've got your November uh. date. <laughs> And but it's split into two now. It's going to be one this year, and then the second part is next year. That's a bit of a news line. Didn't I didn't know hear. That. You didn't know that, yeah. So people, some like wicked fans are really annoyed because they just want it all on one go, but they're yeah. splitting it. Into so what are two. they doing? Like up to the interval, and then it's like, haha, longest interval ever. But <laughs> yeah, back. see you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit Suckers. around. Just yeah, you stay in that cinema for one year. <laughs> I think the best thing about it is that it looks really, really like realistic but not obviously it's green screen and cgi but it doesn't look like that it looks real i watched wonka a couple of weeks ago and it just looked so there's no texture 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 you know lots of texture there mm. is a lot of te i'm yeah i'm suicide i'm i'm with with man i'm all in on watching this oh, i'll no. give it a 10 out of 10 i'm gonna watch it okay but there's I, a guarantee i'm gonna watch this i'm i'm gonna do the same there we go <gasps> 
I know, and it's a musical. Goodness, oh, I feel like yeah. Strictly Come Dancing was like three tens. That never happens. Oh wow! <laughs> but <laughs> by the, the way, it's a talking singing one. It's a talking singing. Yeah, I know. so they talk. They, they sing. Still they still talk. talk. They the, still talk. The technical name. But yeah. anyway, if anybody <laughs> who's out there who wants to share their ratings, we really want to hear from some people who are listening to the podcast. So yeah, share your ratings with us. Message us. Put it in a little comment underneath this. Yeah, tell us what you think about the things we've been watching. And also, if you've read the book Wicked, which is the musical is based on, please comment because I read the novel and I severely didn't like it. And that musical is wow. very is very different from the book. And you've watched the musical. And I've watched the musical, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. And so the film is now adapted from the musical. So it's just this this thing that keeps giving. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Tell us, man. Yes. Speaking of performances. Whoa. Yes. Segway. So <laughs> there has been something called the uh, Perform Sharjah, which started in January 13th. It's This is the second season. It happens every year. And it basically across every weekend, uh, they have different sort of performances in the Sharjah um, Art Foundation, which is mm-hmm. the historical neighborhood in Sharjah. And so I went to one of their performances last week, which is called Perhaps Here, where there are 16 artists uh, from really diverse disciplines. Each of them are doing a um, performance in a room that you can go in and, and watch. and. You can go to three at a time um, and they really range. Like the artists could be sound artists, conceptual artists, film artists. And it's a very intimate room, like almost like this pod. And so you're in there with the artist, a little bit bigger. Yeah, very, very intimate. You're in there with the artist and they're doing some kind of performance. So I want to point out to two that I really, really enjoyed. One is by Mahamat Moon. And she had a video installation where, okay, this is a bit of a, a mind bend. So the video installation had these photographs um, of a man um, who was kind of had a blindfold and earphones and was in a bathtub. And you have earphones in and you're hearing to a man in Arabic, an actor in Arabic speaking, and he's talking about a vision that he saw. And so you're like, mm. what is going on? But then when you read a little bit about the work, the the text that the guy is reading or he's acting out is based on the um, novel, The Revolution of 2053 by Muhammad Uthman. And it's basically a novel about a person who time travels to the future in 2026 and sees Egypt and the pyramids and sees all these strange things happening. It's very dystopian. It's very like the future and what's going on, but you're only getting clips and 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 elements of it while you're listening and watching this thing. So it's like you're getting a feeling of it, but not the full picture. Does that make sense? I find it really creepy when it's sci-fis that are only 2026. That's like two years away. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's so that's like, is it really? Oh, no, stupid. Well, like, he wrote it in 2007. And so I guess back then, 2026 sounded like crazy. That's the, first, the second time he's spoken about that 20-year leap today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It is crazy because 2007 to me feels like what yesterday. Yeah, a hot minute ago. I once, I'm like, <laughs> I once said to one of my reporters, I was like, "That wasn't 20 years ago," and then he was like, "No, no, it was." I was like, "Oh God, that's quite showing my my age." Yeah, but it's okay. It's fine. It's better to be over the hill than under it. <laughs> oh, 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 there she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and can people still go and see Elements of Perform Charger? So. Yeah, Perform for is the last, um, this weekend is their last weekend. By the way, it's all free. 
but you just have to book book your seating. So there's oh, amazing. A, That's yeah, a pretty cool it's thing very cool. Do. I love free things. Who doesn't love free things? <laughs> Same. <laughs> so there's one more play happening uh, this coming weekend on Friday. Um, so you can go on the Sharjah Art Foundation's website and book seats to it. So yeah, very cool. Oh, that sounds super interesting. Great stuff. What else have you got for us? So um, I want to talk to you guys about a book that I'm currently reading. Ooh. Love a book recommendation. Um, which... Kind of want to start a book club. Can we start the Nationals Book Club? Oh, so why, why don't we just do a segment on culture rights? Let's have let's take this this chat offline. I feel like Ooh. let's just take this chat offline and then we can maybe come up with a proposal for the multimedia team. Okay. Uh, really? Yeah. I would, <laughs> okay. Honestly, I would. I'm so, I mean, I read a lot. I'd, I'd be so down. Like, <laughs> Look I, at us. Yeah, he got me so excited. This is really fun chat for everybody. Yeah, uh, no, the, the, <laughs> so book club. Okay, book club. so book club. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I've been reading. Um, it is a non narrative nonfiction book by a man called Patrick Bingley. And the book is called All the Beauty in the World. Okay. So Patrick Bingley was a journalist at The New Yorker like over 15, 20 years ago. And... Um, his brother got diagnosed with cancer and got very ill. And it made him sort of rethink his life. And he wanted to get away from like the hustle and bustle of corporate life or working for The New Yorker. And he got a job as a security guard at the Metropolitan um, Museum of Art for 10 years. And he decided to work as a security guard there to sort of just slow down in his life and kind of come and get, um, work through the grief of his, of his brother's illness and eventual yeah. death. And he ended up writing this book which is his exploration and him seeing all of the, what is that phrase? Crooks and crannies? Nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies, <laughs> sorry. Um, of the New York, yeah, of the New York Metropolitan Museum that, you know, the, the average visitor doesn't see. And that museum, have you been? No, I haven't. Have you been? Yeah. You can, you can spend a whole two week holiday in there. Yeah, I've heard. And he you know, talks about going down to the basements and the, and the like restricted areas. And oh. through all of the art and the artifacts that he's experiencing over the 10 years, he's also working through his grief of what happened with oh. his brother and oh. how he thinks about life. So it's a really interesting and beautiful way to experience art and um, artifacts through someone's own personal journey. And he's a great writer. I've read the first couple of chapters so far, and it's very accessible, even though I hate that word. It's very accessible, easy to read. And I love that, that weaving in your own personal story with works of art that are like, you know, very famous or well-known. So it's a really great book. He was a, he was a, um, he was a guest at the Emirates Lit Fest. So that's how I got introduced to his book. Can you give us his, his book's name again? Yes. All the Beauty in the World. And his name is Patrick Bingley. I'm nice. definitely going to read that. Yeah. That's right up my street. So yeah. Okay. And huge event happening this weekend. Huge. 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 Huge event in Dubai. Especially if you're a music, concert, outdoors kind of person. Uh, Untold Dubai, which is... It's, it's, it's a huge concert. It's a massive festival, I believe, in Belgium. So I didn't know anything about this. Obviously, everywhere in Dubai is littered with posters. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Every single street, Sheikh Zayed's Road, it's like all the way down there. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Ellie Golding, written in Arabic, which made me like stop for a second. Ellie Golding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it's really, it's really cool, the amount of names. And there's some, there's some like... I wouldn't say just like um, a few names. There are some like really niche names that I'm quite interested about. Yeah. Such as? Emmy. Emmy. So she's like this like South London rapper. Uh -huh. um, yeah, she's got this really good song called Culture. And it's all about kind of like oh, paying, paying respect 
to the culture of her um immigrant family uh-huh. so like in the in the song she says about like bending her knee and like touching her like you know her, her elders feet and things uh-huh. and it's just like a really cool song i would sing it but i don't want to hurt your don't, ears don't, don't hurt any <laughs> but a, man tell us tell us more where so, is there's it also a rapper, going i'm gonna interrupt oh loyal Kana that you yes. like as well and i love he's playing that we didn't even know until we went through the list yesterday that we were like oh it's an gosh. extensive list so if you list think you've seen tiesto and you're like that's not my vibe Look at it. You can have like because yeah, there's like over a hundred. There's like a hundred acts. There's five stages happening at Expo City um, in Dubai from Thursday to Sunday. And so it doesn't really matter what your vibe is, whether you're into hip hop, Afrobeat, K-pop. It's all there. Every genre. Every genre. And there's like um, artists like from uh, Armin van Buren, BB Rexa, Ellie Golden, a Moroccan rapper Manal, a Major Lazer, Asak, Asak, Asak. Sorry. Asake. I don't know. Asake. You know, I'm not the the music person, but yeah, these this sounds pretty cool. <laughs> no, it is it is really cool. I mean, I'm like, I do I do really love music. You missed out one huge name. Huge, Sai. Sai, he's gonna be there. Yeah, Gangnam Style. He's what there. What an unprecedented oh, okay, move. Okay, yes. Yeah. Has he? He's he's got other tracks. Huge, guys. Yeah, he's massive, massive. He's huge. Um, Isn't he the first person on YouTube to get to like a billion views? Yeah. Or I think something? he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that it was a big. Was a, that was a moment. It was a moment. We were all there for it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So at the time of recording right now, the festival organizers haven't kind of released the when things are taking place. So it's kind of. I'm going to make a joke that I'm stealing from the team. An untold lineup. Hey! <laughs> because we don't know. So it's kicking off on Thursday, but we don't know if it's like who's playing when. I know. I'm kind of a bit annoyed about that because I would buy a ticket to see a specific act. But I think there's obviously there's weekend tickets. So you can just buy or a ticket. That's what, yeah. That's what they want you yeah. to do. That's what they want you to do. So just get a ticket and then you get to see all of these amazing acts. It and feels that is like a, a lot. It's a lot to pack into. I wonder if it's going to be like Glastonbury or like huge festivals where you're like trying to dot between stages. Like at Glastonbury, you have to have like a bit of a roadmap for your day. You can be like, right, these are like my big three priorities today. Mm. I need to be at this stage then, this mm. stage then, this stage then. And then you can kind of like fill in the gap of the way... And that that gap can be filled with music and art at Glastonbury. Yep. Well, Expo City as well as it is massive. So I, I mean, I'm not sure if people have been oh, going yeah. there since Expo, but I went there a couple of weeks. Can we since not? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've forgotten. Cop. Don't forget Inas's personal Expo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really, it's a great, it's a really nice location. I really like it over there. It's such a nice location. I can imagine something like this is going to be really fun. So that is the big thing to do. This I'm going to try and go down and catch some of the people that I really care about. And just quickly, if you're not into music, I just want to recommend that you go to the Third Line Gallery in Esakala Avenue. They're closing their show. Uh, their two shows is uh, closed on th- this Friday. One is called Fly Like Dandelions by the Iranian artist um, Puran Jinshi. And the other one is called is by the um, Iranian Netherland artist. That's not the right Dutch. word. Dutch artist uh, Cameron Samimi. Uh, and he created amazing work based on the UAE's landscape. So they're closing, the, the exhibition's closing this Friday. So check it out. Oh, he's made it man. Amazing. Yeah. He's around yeah. with some energy. Man is the man around town. Um, thank you so much for joining us today at Culture Bites. And if you like this episode, please follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And don't forget to tell all your friends and family about it. Bye. Bye.